welcome to the IQ Meets EQ podcast. I'm Jackie Broman, Principal Solicitor at TBA Law, CEO of Legally Wise Women, and I'm here with Ush Danik, former corporate lawyer, then the head of HR, and now an emotional intelligence coach. Morning, Ush. Morning, Jackie. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. I was just saying to you just before we hit record that I started Vision PT. If anyone hasn't done that, it's a freaking killer. <laughs> but Very it's proud. Really good. good on it's, you. It's so good. And I've purposely done mornings because I find it really hard to train in the mornings, but it's been great. It's been so good. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, you'll be a new person in six months. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. So I got a divorce tattoo and now a new body. I think all I'm missing is a haircut and dyeing it or something, right? As people say. So, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I booked in for a marathon too for November. So I've got plenty of time to train, but. Full on. Where's the marathon? Um, it's around all the wineries in central Victoria. So it's called yeah. the Vines Run. It'll be a really nice one. It should all be on like gravel or grass as well around the vines too because my feet get really sore usually when I do a half marathon but so the surface should be really good for that <laughs> are you doing a full yes yes Ooh. my full first full oh you got a training plan for that you would have right yeah I haven't looked at one yet <laughs> <laughs> plenty of time <laughs> amazing that's exciting mm -hmm. the body can do it it's just the brain I'll try and run 10ks by the time you do a full marathon what the hell yeah awesome <laughs> good now we are having a few men on the podcast which is yeah. a great little change so we had self-love month for Feb and now we've sort of got we're introducing men in March <laughs> mm. So, yeah, I really like this. And we've found some really great emotionally intelligent men. Which, we have. Yeah, yeah, is lovely. So your interview, which is great, I had to listen to it yesterday, from Ket McWana, mm. another UK resident. Love the, yeah. <laughs> the accent. <laughs> so, yeah, he's amazing. 20, 25 years plus as, you know, mm growth strategist and talent developer I think it's about his fifth business and yes. enterprise lab is just huge now he's founded it and grown it to international like he sort of said in his interview project management so he finds clients who need help he finds the providers he brings it all together mm. yeah and international speaker and you can really tell like his subjects are mindset, innovation, disruption. So yeah, let's have a listen. Kat, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast, IQ Meets EQ. It's my pleasure and thank you for having me. Uh, I feel uh, really, really uh, honoured to be here today. Excellent. So for all of our listeners, um, you're probably listening to this voice going, it's not a woman's voice because uh, they're so used to hearing women on our podcast over the last year and a half that we've been running our podcast. And we've decided to shake things up for the month of March and April and do um, 
some interviews with some men around the world. So obviously being Pommy, I had to like go, right, who in my network can I talk to that's in the UK? So I've got you and I've actually got Matt coming on next week as well. Oh, fantastic. Um, Matt Narona. So thank you. So Ket, tell us about who you are and, and what do you do on the other side of the world to where we are? <laughs> wow, well, um, accidental businessman, and we'll get into that later, yeah. uh, in a little bit. I'm a, I'm a business strategist, uh, entrepreneur, I'm a husband, a father, a mentor, an expert, an advisor. I've been doing a lot of this sort of work for the last 20 years and primarily work in the talent innovation and business innovation space. And that's that's yeah. really kind of a quick whistle-stop overview of myself. And okay. outside of outside of this, as I say, outside of work professionally, I mean, a husband, father, two kids, 15-year-old and a 13-year-old, so I'm anyone out there that's listening to this probably (laughs) who have teenage kids yes I'm going through that right now and um, I'm also father to a six-month-old puppy as well Simba so uh, he's very cute and our listeners can't see him because you and I are recording this on video but he is very very cute well um we'll actually have a picture of him probably with your bio why not so they can see (laughs) well I'll I'll, I'll get you I'll get you one of those uh, uh, types of pictures for you yeah definitely do that that'd be amazing Mm. so you and I connected we actually haven't met in person actually believe it or not right I keep forgetting that we've actually never met in person so we connected through Facebook I think when I was on Facebook a number of years ago right a mutual connection Jay Shetty put us together that's right yes 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 that's right yeah so obviously Jay and I have a quite a quite a good uh, connection relationship and then um, you know he he put forward he goes there's you know this one person that he really wanted me to connect with things that we together so uh yeah so yeah so we haven't met so hopefully when covid eases we keep saying that you're gonna either come down to sydney or i'm gonna come down to windsor in in the uk and catch up with you either either Um, side i think you cut you come to windsor and i will definitely come to sydney so we'll we'll just have to make that happen (laughs) yeah and we've got to share the stage at some point right we keep saying we're going to do that too 100 percent so when I met you um, and I Googled you and when Jay introduced us, you were uh, are still running something called Enterprise Lab. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about what Enterprise Lab is and does, and then also a little bit about your journey now of where that's going and the move sort of that you're having and the shift you're having in business. Yeah. So Enterprise Lab is now 10 years old this year. It's my It was my fifth venture or is my fifth venture. I've got another other ventures beyond that as well now as well. It was and first started up as a training and development company to support uh, the bridging the gap between education or academia and industry. We wanted to come out and be more disruptive in the way in which young people or future generations were being equipped with skills. And I found it quite a frustration that academia or education environment or settings weren't preparing our future employees or leaders in in a particular way so we we came up with a, a concept where on one side we're a business consultancy and on mm. the other side we're actually a training company and we were taking the very challenges that we had with our clients from the business consultancy into the academic or uh, education environment and now allowing young people to come up with ideas or campaign responses they could then pitch those ideas back to directly to our clients and the whole idea about this is is that the employer would then give them rewards like an internship an apprenticeship or something like this and what we wanted to do the aim and purpose behind it was to 
remove skepticism in young people about future their future careers and what the world actually look like and also give industry an opportunity to see what talent could actually do what future talent could actually do and that's where we started it was humble beginnings kind of went on to um to really kind of lift off within the first year or two and we then started to work in universities and doing accelerators and then we got introduced to startups and entrepreneurship and uh, from there small businesses came forward and said could you help us with growth and um, so uh, you know over time we started to grow our our customer base more and more bring it you know bring it up to to around about 2017 we are uh, we're an international organization we work across all the different levels of the enterprise ecosystem so whether you're a budding entrepreneur with a startup idea or you are a corporate executive leader we had a solution for you we were you know i was hop skipping and jumping on planes nine months of the <laughs> The year, um, I remember, you know, and eating spiders in Thailand, right? Remember that spiders one? <laughs> in Thailand. Really just this is what happens when you travel too much. You get bored of normal food, so you think, "Wow, let's just eat. Let's eat bugs. Why not try that?" You know. I remember that. Yeah. So you know, my life kind of was it was jet set to a certain extent. You know, if you mm. look at it, you know, from a facade, you think always on a plane, always going to a different country. It's always, you know, it's the wow factor. Everyone's like, I wish I could have that life. But the truth of it is, um, which is nine, nine months of the year, you're away from your family, five continents, 42 cities, maybe 250 different types of projects, programs or events. You know, it takes, it can take an impact, you know, uh, it takes effect on, on people. Uh, burnout is one of the words that I would come out, you know, um, with. Mm. And I got to the stage where, you know, you're you're moving from a minus seven GMT to a plus eight GMT in three days. You know, you yeah. are going to become very alien by the time you finish this. So towards the end of that year, I decided that, look, I've got the business where I want it in terms of its performance and what we're doing and we're making an impact, but I need to change something significant. And that was... Yeah really about how do I take myself out of being the nucleus of the business without me it should run so it's the whole thing that perhaps some of your listeners would have um, experienced before being asked imagine if you were left on a uh, desert island for for six months and you can't Mm -hmm. touch anything or do anything would your business still be surviving to a certain degree the answer to that question was yes but the bigger bigger thing was no uh, in the mm-hmm. fact that without me, things don't happen in that company. So I, I sat down with my mentors and I kind of said, look, what is the problem? What, you know, why is it that we're, we're in this particular thing? And this is back in, around 2017. And my mentors were saying to me that, look, you know, you're doing everything the right way, but it's just you, you know, you are getting in your own way. Yes, Uh, we hear that so much, don't we? Yeah, get out. It's you know, get out of your own way or stop getting your own way. These are the two things. So I did something a little bit. I'm I'm quite disruptive, so I did I did something (laughs) quite uh, nomadic, I guess. You know, what I decided to do that evening is I decided to fire everyone in the company. Now you can't legally (laughs) do that. So that night, I literally I even fired myself. (laughs) But there's a significant reason behind it. I paid everyone a severance that's involved yes. i mean this is in the middle of the night no one they're all, everyone's asleep right and they're gonna wake up to an email that says you're fired they look at their bank oh, balance they're yeah. gonna see some money in there and then the lawsuits are gonna happen but um 
I fired everyone that night. The next morning, I rehired everyone back. So Same people? Yeah, everyone exactly the same, but they weren't exactly the same in the business. They were all, everyone had now right. um, migrated to a new role, a new function, a new... And this whole thing for me had to be it had to be a, a physical uh, mobilization to you know cross over a threshold. So even firing myself from my own company was this statement that I was making that you're no longer the um, going to be the old CEO uh, or the the old MD. You're going to be you've got to yeah. you it's you know it's not it, it is that reset button to a certain extent and what it allowed us to do is start from a, a new fresh beginning as opposed to trying to build on an uh, on a past historical foundation and essentially what we did over the next couple of years was formidable you know i opened up a managing partner network we we you know we got about eight managing partners around the world which allowed us to now have eight offices or satellite offices or presence there it meant that i didn't have to do so much traveling and had to be engaged in every level of uh, minutiae of work uh, yeah. i took more of an ambassadorial role and strategic role to look at large format government projects like in thailand and the uk and chile and guatemala and parts of the middle east and stuff like this and what we carried in was um, a net weight of expert partners who would come in mm -hmm. and be the the, the key delivery uh, of, of our programs. So essentially, we went from being a consultancy in a training company to a project management company, which procured projects and outsourced it to experts to deliver. And it was yeah. all built on one, one mantra, which is win, win, win. You know, the client must win, my partners must win, and Enterprise Lab must win. And, yeah. you know, to cut a long story short, it allowed us to expand our operations. We now procure projects from 26 countries. We work with over 200,000 people a year. And I now spend, well, let's, let's, look, let's not talk about pandemic and lockdown, but, um, yeah. you know, before lockdown, I'm spending nine months of the year at home rather than on a plane, which meant that, okay, I don't get to eat spiders in Thailand anymore. But, <laughs> but, uh, but the point of it is, is I choose where I was traveling to, I was more resourceful in the fact that I could go and let's say sign, you know, a six year contract with the government of Thailand to look at increasing their GDP by 3.6 billion and incorporating a quarter of a million new jobs. So the work that I was doing could be impact, uh, impactful, but and also scalable. So this is what this is what we are. We you know we we morphed from being a, a a simple humble training and development company to being really a talent innovation business innovation solution provider. But it's all kind of down to core strategy, building the right strategy into into the right ecosystems, and knowing mm -hmm. that you I could say yes to everything, knowing that I had I've got a whole raft of experts who can come in and deliver in the particular niches so this is where we are so this brings us up to around 2019 2020 and in fact february 2020 i was in i was in thailand actually um yeah. i went over just to to uh, meet with the government see how our pilot program had you know uh, finished and really just get the first footings for uh, the official program I went to go meet the prime minister there and, and everything was done Jumped on a plane, got back home, and this whole COVID pandemic stuff started to rear its head. And in fact, back then, if anyone recalls, Thailand was 
the hot spot for, hot for the spot, I remember yeah. 80 cases and this is the worst you know in history China hasn't even got as many cases as Thailand has do not go to Thailand I'm like great you know here's a guy who went to Nigeria and got malaria in 2014 goes <laughs> to Thailand and my parents just like you are a, you are just glutton for punishment you are <laughs> anyway we, we you know most like most of uh, most of the world we were we were locked down you know the mm. company you know bit people's businesses were coming to a grinding halt almost instantly it wasn't even a a kind of a small you know short space of time for things to slow down there yeah. and to be honest there was a pandemic and there was also pandemonium and what I mean by that is I'm sitting at home and all different devices that I have were absolutely inundated with calls messages requests we had companies contacting up uh, uh, contacting us saying we'll pay you more get us onto the training and development side you know we need to know about agile remote and digital we've got people saying i need investments i need money uh, you know what am i going to do it's it was just absolute nuts and um i'm the kind of guy who takes responsibility on very very personally um anything that happens whether it's home my home life, my family life, my business life. I, I, I feel that I've got to carry the, the burden of the burden responsibility of it, yeah. on my shoulders. So, you know, as a CEO, I had to do some, I had to make some really surefire, quick decisions. And I had to make some, you know, you, you've got all of your company looking up at you. Everyone that works within the organization are now starting to think, oh my God, am I going to lose my job? Am I going to get paid? My expert partners are like, oh my God, I've done this work. Will Enterprise Lab pay us for this work? Will I get in any more work? You know, what the, you know what's going on? Then we've got our clients kind of, you know, some are saying we don't need your services now and we want to cancel to others who are saying we need more of your services. Yes. So I took a little bit of time to, to sort of readjust myself, look at what was important within the business. There was uh, important enough and for anyone who's in business, this may sound a little bit odd but i was actually turning business away i was cancelling particular contracts primarily because of the heart of what was there we i just knew that we weren't be able we would not be able to serve the client in mm. the way that we would want to by carrying on holding to uh, holding on that what also that does is it automatically opens up capacity for you to focus on what do more and exactly. for the people that need it on the ones that you can serve exactly yeah. exactly so i wrote a, a i wrote a personal letter to every employee in the company uh, or people connected just saying look you know don't worry um we're behind you we've got money in the bank we will keep you you know your jobs are safe if it means that i have to go without taking my kind of salary and rewards i will uh, you know i will pay you before i'll pay myself which is usually goes against the sort of grain of what you say. We say, you know, the, the lion should, you know, eat first in this respect. Yeah, you know, yeah. you've got to take care of yourself. Um, I also wrote a letter to every single one of my expert partners saying, don't worry, all of your invoices are covered. You know, you'll get paid. And in fact, we yeah. are looking at trying to... So my role had changed from being um, ambassadorial and kind of driven to get out there and procure more business to becoming the leveler, the equalizer, the kind of person yeah. that's going to kind of bring this sense of calm in a, in a sense of chaos, which we did. We turned away a lot of contracts and business. I went back then and, and start to uh, get our um, corporate clients to not cancel their contracts. We were saying, look, 
freeze them we'll give you pro bono services during this uncertain period and we'll revisit and see and renegotiate get to the towards the end of the year and 2020 for enterprise lab was by far the most successful year revenue generating yeah. we made more money in in lockdown and pandemic than um than we have in the history of the company which one thing i'm ecstatic about but something just still wasn't quite right for me you know i something just wasn't sitting you know the business is exactly where i want it to be the 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 organization is doing everything wonderfully impact is being built you know Mm. we're still creating ripple around the world i'm everything's there but just it's just not sitting right you know i'm just still not entirely satisfied or happy and that word happy is is the mm-hmm. is is a very important one to sort of reflect on there so you know as we came to a close i kind of uh, to the end of the year i said to the, everyone i said look december is no work zone just shut off you know we're going to take the whole month off i'm going to come back rearing to go in january this mm-hmm. year and between Christmas and New Year's I started to show symptoms of COVID and um, well it came on as first as a uh, as a common cold or flu and you know us men we're not not as strong as you women so you know (laughs) we felt sorry for ourselves and I thought it's just man flu and stuff like this but by New Year's Eve it had turned into pure COVID symptoms so everything Mm -hmm. from a cold and flu had turned into full muscle ache and pain uh, by New Year's Eve, I was actually bedridden and I couldn't move. It took me almost 25 minutes just to get to the to the lavatory. So yeah. it's, it was just, it was unheard of. By the 2nd of January, I had tested positive for COVID and it started what was a three-week journey for me. The first week was, it was just oblivion. Uh, you know, for someone who's quite switched on and knows what's going on and has has a finger in different pies and always active as as you'd know me ish yes I, I didn't even know what day it is what time it was if you asked me what you ate 20 minutes ago i wouldn't even be able to tell you i just didn't know where i was there was one point in time where i thought it was 8 30 in the evening but it was actually 10 30 the following day that mm, this is this is yeah. the kind of madness that was going the on Sonal's telling you that it's like still you know you've just slept for like what 16 hours or 16 something. hours exactly exactly yeah. so so all of this kind of started to happen um a week within within a week of um getting into covid i started to regain more consciousness but but my mind was running and my body was still um so i i had this whole whole kind of frustration and anger and my energy levels were at that catabolic state it was still very i was really fighting the energy I was I was just not I just wasn't myself to that um, in, in that respect you know my dog even Simba for the first week would sleep outside of the bedroom door uh, mm-hmm. he wouldn't want to go anywhere be anywhere else and then the second week we you know we allowed him to come up and see you know spend spend the day with me during or during the day on the bed you know and it's just me Simba and the TV to a certain extent and I you know I'm I'm fighting myself to a certain extent because I, I just can't get up and move and I'm like thinking but I want to do this and I need to do that and I need to go here and I need to say these things and and eventually what it did is it forced me to to do something which um, I haven't been able to do for a long time in 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 my life and in, in my business and stuff like this the first thing it done uh, was to address some elephants in the room um now as a as a business owner and as a ceo you do get busy in fact Mm. 
we are in the art of not business as in b-u-s-i-n-e-s-s but busyness more than anything else as we become as we start to thrive we become very busy you know how many people do you speak to and you say how how, how's it going oh i'm really busy you know and the thing with this is when you are busy you brush things under the carpet oh don't worry i'll think about that i'll come back to that later i'm busy i'm too busy right now to, to think about these things and this is it the you know this is you know everything was now coming home to roost to a certain extent all of these questions that i brushed under the carpet for many years i had to now face because my body wasn't going to let me move anywhere but my mind needed to keep yeah. moving forward it's, it's almost that shadow work isn't it that we call it that yes. yeah. you've got nothing to do but to actually then face it exactly um so i spent this time with myself in a conversation with myself answering mm addressing these uh, questions these issues and these challenges and i came to a conclusion it wasn't that i was doing anything wrong or bad it was mm. just that i i just really couldn't feel the impact of the work that i was doing anymore i'd become a strategic tool in the whole process of impact and i'm all about impact and legacy i want and to your feel... t-shirt if our yeah. viewers can see it actually says legacy on it yeah yeah i, I you know <laughs> i'm i'm all about um, feeling and making impact but also knowing that I'm creating legacy as I move along yes. and somewhere along the uh, along the line when I first started Enterprise Lab I was there I could feel the impact I could feel the impact that we we're making but as we started to scale impact I started to lose my way I, I wouldn't say I sacrificed but I did put myself behind I said look you know it's not about me feeling impact it's me me working on scaling impact and being able to build a business that operates in 26 countries and works with 200,000 people a year you have to you have to sacrifice a few things yeah. and I said to myself that look you know this is what you're missing the most and it's not a case of can I have my cake and eat it too it was very much a, a, a bold decision that I had to make is it time now for me to get out of my own way is it time for me to step down from what I've built and created at Enterprise Lab and allow someone else to come either uh, take over the business from an acquisition point and take it to its next level, bring someone in that would actually take it to its next level. Mm. Um, and then that, that would allow me the freedom to actually become more ambassadorial and follow my passion yeah. projects. Yeah. So I come out of I come out of COVID with one clear decision. And that clear decision was, um, I'm going to find my successor this year. Um, I'm going to spend six months to find my successor. And what it uh, immediately did is put me in the mindset that you're no longer the CEO of the business. You're the caretaker yes. of this company. And we are still manifesting business at the highest level. You know, we just signed a UK government contract for, for three years to, to work with unemployed people to make help them become self-employed. This was done two weeks after I came back from COVID. I've launched my podcast. I'm commentating on Forbes and Entrepreneur. I'm revisiting, coming back, you know, into speaking and stuff like this. So everything is, you know, transitioned in a way where, because I have the a high energy for it and it's an anabolic energy not a catabolic mm. one it's mm. all building constructive i feel a oneness so what's what what has this done for me is 10 years has been incredible the journey actually more than 10 years has been absolutely incredible i've seen amazing things i've worked with so many amazing people i've been able to achieve so much but the truth of it is is you do this at cost and eventually that price, well, you have to pay the price of that at some point 
For me, mm. I realized that just as I got to a stage where I was disabled from doing things and it forced yes. me to, to address those demons and, and answer those questions. That within itself actually is the catalyst to where I am today. So, you know, the future is not written for me, but all I know is that I'm now approaching this one day at a time, only working and, and keeping my energy management and leadership to, uh, to the day that I'm working here. So behavioral things, my relationship with things like alcohol, um, you know, I'm not an alcoholic, but I, you know, I haven't touched a drop since the 28th of December. Um, 6th of April will be 100 days without alcohol. And here's a guy that would have at least two, two small bottles of beer a day. You know, mm. I have no, rec I'm not, I'm less aggressive. I, I'm more happy. I am, and happy is a feeling. It's not a state for me, you know. Um, I'm more tolerant. I'm more driven. I'm more focused. All because of that one thing. I have energy for everything that I'm doing right now. I feel that sense of purpose uh, again. And I know that, I can carry that out in Enterprise Lab as much as uh, whatever it is that I'm going to go off and do. It's opened me up to do the things that I want, commentating, but then it's also opened me for, for more things which are closer to my heart now, which are philanthropic stuff. So, Beautiful. so yeah, there's the, there's the journey. It's, uh, sometimes it takes you a decade of, yeah. uh, to get to the, the very message, but I think I, I, I feel... I don't, I wouldn't say I've, I've reset, but I definitely feel re-energized. I almost feel like I'm 10 years younger again, you know, so. A bit of a rebrand, isn't it? That was sort of the term that yeah. we were saying, like you've almost yeah. come full circle because initially you were, you know, kept Makwana doing what you're doing. Then you went to Enterprise Lab. Yep. It's almost like now you're coming back to that, but yeah. connecting to your purpose and mission. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have a question for you yeah. or two questions before we end the podcast. And one of them is like, you know, everyone has a bit of a, a aha moment where yeah. they in their own business sort of yeah. we have to reassess yours was clearly covid yeah. <laughs> uh, or getting getting covid i should say not covid is the pandemic yeah. uh, i guess for me mine was the divorce and uh reassessing where i'm at yeah. for any of our listeners that have that are going through their aha moment i know that you get that inner critic coming up the voice how do you then when you have a path and i look at it as a fork where you go one is that you need courage Mm -hmm. to go down mm -hmm. because you know it's going to be uncomfortable there is a bit of an unknown but you know that there's a sign there that's pushing you there and the other path is to sort of ignore that and go well I'll just carry on in the busyness mm -hmm. and do it in another year how do you encourage someone that's listening that's at that fork now to take that path of courage look the first thing you've got to do in my opinion is you've got to you've got to listen but you've also got to hear so there is a reason why this message is popping up now in, in, in your life. You know, why now? That's the first thing that I would, I, I ask myself, why now? And obviously, okay, I'm, I was, uh, COVID would, you know, had rendered me it, you know, life as a funny way and the universe has a funny way of throwing certain things at you. So, you know, I mean, I could write a book to say COVID saved my life, you know, rather than killed me, you know, yes. it, it could be, it could be written in that particular way. So it is a perspective thing. The first thing that I would say to anyone that, that uh, at, the, at this moment, that's kind of at that fork, fork junction is ask the question, mm. why now? And ask the, you know, Toyota create this whole strategy of the five why. Keep asking yourself why, 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 why? Because you will get to the root cause. Now, once you get to the root, then it's a decision. It's a decision you have got to make personally. Are you 
and there i use the word brave but i think it's the word honest are you honest enough with yourself to really admit that this this is something in the past that you've put off or or you've uh, ignored but you can no longer ignore because you've got to be you've got to be at that stage and then it's rather than trying to map what the future is going to be like it's what is it that you need to be in today remember we we're human beings right so what is it that you've got to be in today not tomorrow because tomorrow doesn't exist tomorrow doesn't come you can you can say you know uh, i wish that i become a millionaire tomorrow okay but yeah. at the end of the day you've got to, what is it that i've got to be in today to make sure i'm a millionaire tomorrow and i think it's taking each day as it comes as opposed to trying to for plan the next six months and build the goals and this and that because all you're doing is you're hyping yourself up again and and that kind of puts you down a false economy which means that when your expectations at a level and your delivery is at another level the gap in between that is what we call failure and that failure puts you down that slippery spoke of i should have never have gone to my intuitions or I never should have um, yeah, you know yeah. thought that so it's kind of rather than exciting yourself it's being real honest with yourself. So the first thing that I want you to do, if you're in that at that junction, is ask why now. And I love that. That's whatever really you good. get an answer to on that, ask another why, and then another Either. why, and then another yeah. why. When you've done it five times, you you'll get write it down, write it down, because this is what I did. I had to write it down to a certain extent where I got to that five, the fifth why, and that's the one bit that's on the post-it note. And you know what that was for me is. I need to feel uh, the impact that I'm making. That's all it was, the truth. Yeah. I got to the truth. Then I thought, right, okay. So what is it that I need to do today that's going to help me step by step? I couldn't get up immediately and say, right, okay, I'm going to start. I'm going to quit everything. So you build your plan day by day. And what you'll see is things will start manifesting themselves yeah. around you. Things will just remember, happen so, so quickly. It does. I remember doing mine and my word that I ended on, but I don't think it's ended. I think there's another why after that is freedom. Mm. And, you know, that's a bit debatable because freedom for what? Like, why do I want freedom? So it's almost like I need to push myself a little bit more to go, there's a reason. It's, there. it's, 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 it's a very uncomfortable piece because yeah. now what it is is you're admitting the truth to yourself. It's a truth yeah. that you've, you know, but you've, as I said, because we've become busy, you brush it under the carpet. You think, I'll deal with that later. Now, whatever that freedom is, freedom of choice, freedom of this, freedom of finance, freedom of whatever, it will come. Now, when you hit it, when you hit that word, whatever it is, it will make you feel so um, invincible. It, you almost yeah. feel like everything's lifted and you're, you're completely invincible to things, which is the point, at, which is a dangerous point then, because um, when you feel invincible or Midas in that way, you, it's very easy for you to start praying, right, this is what my next six months are going to look like. And you yeah, start yeah. building something <laughs> fake, whereas you've got to be really disciplined to turn around and say, right, I've got to it. What does, what does the day need to look like? What, does, what is it that I need to do today and today only? And just keep following it day by day. You'll, 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 you'll definitely get to where you want to be. Yeah, I love that. And it's, you know, go back to that word courage or faith or whatever it is, but to really trust that core, the soul of what it's, what is your soul telling you to do? Because I find that sometimes in business, and I had this when I quit 
being a lawyer and barrister, it's that fear of judgment. What are people going to say? You've studied so long, now you've quit, like you're ungrateful bitch. And then it's like, I've set my business up and it's like, well, you did that and now you want to quit that. And it's like, no, I don't want to quit my business. But it's like what you were saying, there's something missing. Mm. And it takes balls to go, yes, I've got a good business, but I want more. Yeah. Okay. And it's not more in the sense of greed or money, or it could be, and that's okay too. But it's, what is that? For me, it's freedom. And I'm still trying to ascertain what level of freedom am I looking yeah. for? But and it takes courage to do just, that. Yeah, it's just something that it can, it can take a long time. It could, you know, for me, it took, it took a couple of days to, to get around. And then I started to but I'm a strategist. I know I know how to kind of roll things out. Yeah. Look, don't the other bit of advice I would say to anyone out there listening is don't compare your journey to anyone else's. Yes. Some people will get it in minutes, others will get it in hours, some will take days, some will take weeks, some will take years. Just mm. know that you're on the right path, you know? You're you're following your path. It will come when it needs to come. Right now you are exactly where you need to be. You are going through this pain because you have to go through this pain to get to where you want to be, you know? So take it as a part of the journey rather than the effect of, of a journey. That's, mm. that's, that's really important. Cause yeah, cause there's lessons, right? That you're still learning to help you probably get to what that goal is. Yeah. And I always look at that saying, you know, that rejection is just redirection. It's okay. You're just going to be that. redirected to something yeah. that you need to be at that moment in time. And then you will then be directed again. And don't so, judge and just don't yeah. judge. Judgment is, is such a bad thing. So consciousness about without judgment is really the center to your energy leadership and, you know, where mm. your, your EQ and, you know, emotional intelligence kind of fits into space. But remember this, okay? Judgment increases friction whilst reducing freedom. So the more Ooh, you judge yourself, yeah. you are going to increase the friction in, in, in everything. It will create emotion that you don't need or want it's the byproduct you will create the sparks of anger and resentment and the catabolic energy and all the time that you are in that judgment mode you're reducing the amount of freedom that you have which is the free thought the free think the the oneness the the anabolic energy that you're looking to to, to I'm going to write that bit down and put it on my vision board, which is right in front of me, which I can see right now. So last question, Care, is what advice would you give to your 21-year-old self if you could? Trust the process. Yeah. You are yeah. exactly where you need to be. Don't be too hard on yourself in terms of when things aren't going the way that you expected them to go. It's all part of the process and plan. I think one of the things that I've learned over... In a, in a very short space of time now after a sort of 20 to 23 year career is that you know I've, I've worked really hard and I've been very driven and I've been very inspired and motivated and energetic but I've never taken time to sit back and reflect and say could I've done that better should I have done that better trusting the trust in the process of where you are will mean that you you are less judgmental about where you you, you need to be so you know, everyone, everyone right now, you're here listening to this at this point in time because it was meant to be, you know. So you had to go through this whole journey to, to get connected to someone like Ursh to then listen to this podcast, to then listen to me, to hear this message. It's all part and parcel of your process. Don't worry too much about what's coming tomorrow. Don't worry about anything um, that's happened in the past. Just live in the current moment. Um, and that's the advice that I would give to my 21-year-old. I love that. 
So enlightening. Oh my God, it's like my 9 p.m. and your 10 a.m. and I feel so energized. So, <laughs> Great. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. Thank you so much for, you know, an amazing insight and value for all of our listeners and, um, you know, really, really sharing with your heart. So thank you so much. You're very welcome and thank, thank you. you. And um, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Is LinkedIn the best? What's what's the best? Um, yeah, I mean, you can find me on LinkedIn. There are not many bold, beautiful uh, men uh, <laughs> called Ketan on, on, on LinkedIn, but Ketan McQuana, I'm I, I hang around a little bit on Facebook, but it's more kind of social and personal. So LinkedIn's really the the kind of best platform. I've got a I've got a podcast that we've just launched called The Business Distillery. Again, you know, there are other, you know, be it's available on Spotify, should be on Apple Podcasts soon, etc. But um again, this is if you're looking for any sort of nuggets of inspiration, this is uh, where I go back uh, over the 20 years and I reconnect with people that I've worked with or inspired with me and I tell their stories through an interview. So so just, you know, connect in any any way, shape or form, you know, come through Enterprise Lab, wh- whichever way you feel comfortable. And if there's anything that I can do for any of you that are out there listening, you know, it's important that you come and ask. Don't feel that you're uh, you're you're burdening or obliging. The only the worst. What's the worst that can happen? Only someone can say no, but they mean not yet. So come and connect and let's have a chat. That is so true. And all to all of viewers, I attest to that. Like how many times have I reached out to you going, I need a chat. So yeah, I totally, totally leverage that. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks a lot. Great. So Uish, tell us, what's it like talking to him? He's great. You know what? He's just one of those people that, you know, he said it at the end of the interview, but he legitimately gives back, right? Like, he is so good. He's he's someone that I can ring, you know, anytime going, you know what, Kate, I'm going through this. You know, what can I do with this? What can I do with that? How can you help me? And he's so giving of his time. So, so giving. And I think that one of the biggest inspiring things for me about him is that he's been through a lot. So it's almost like he had a bit of a, you know, breakdown, breakthrough moment. And this is before his COVID story okay. that he's put in there. And I remember him saying to me, you know what, I've, I've just not been a very nice man a very nice person and I want to change that because I need to know that it's not just about business but it's about who I am as a person so I just find that really really inspiring wow and did you know him before he had that because that was the burnout story he was talking about wasn't it yes I've known him yeah for a number of years now but yeah I did yeah I did know him at that time of that burnout story yes And the fact that he can talk about it and, Mm -hmm. you know, he can really share and be quite vulnerable about what he went through and how it transformed him. I think it's great. And and we need more people like that to share those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. And was he being a bit hard on himself? Like, I'm sure he was nice to people before, but maybe it's another level nice now. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think, no, I don't think he was that hard. I think he was he was just really open that, you know, he was who he was at that moment in time to get the business to where it wanted to get to. And I remember him saying, you know, people think it's this glamorous world of travel and this mm-hmm. and that. And he goes, but behind the scenes, how you feel. And I remember having a conversation with him about also the ego and what that does to you as a person and makes you feel from an ego perspective of who you are. Mm. And yeah, he, he's like a different person now. Yeah. That's one of the things that I wrote down, actually, the glamour and prestige of being wanted and needed and having to go all over the world and do all the things. And, you know, from the outside looking in, 
people might really aspire to that. But why, I guess, when when there's so many people that sort of say, well, I'm away from my family, I, you know, it's exhausting, travel's horrible, you're living in hotels, all that sort of stuff. And again, it's this, and we've spoken about it before, about doing what you think you should do because it's like a a level of success externally for others but it's not something you actually want for yourself Mm, that's right and it's like you said in the interview right that don't compare your chapter to someone else's chapter Mm so you know you almost think well if that person has done it maybe that's what success means for me and maybe that's not what success means for you maybe your definition of success is something else but you're swayed by what you see around you and you think well for me to be successful, I need to be speaking around the world. Or for me to be successful, I need to have a book. Or for me to be successful, I need to be traveling, you know, out of the country nine nine months of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. And he speaks about comparison almost as his tips at the end, as an afterthought almost. But it was almost some of the best stuff at the very end where he's talking about judgment comparison and judgment and because you were saying freedom is one of your whys Mm. or rather probably one of your values and he was saying well judgment reduces freedom causes friction reduces freedom yes yeah yeah so have you gone deeper about why you want freedom (laughs) Yeah, do you know what? I did actually. I you know, even after I spoke to him, I, I did. I asked myself and I got the pen and paper out. And I think it's it's interesting because it's freedom for a lot of things. So it's time, freedom, mm-hmm. which is why I left the nine to five. And then there's days in my business where I'm working more than I ever have, mm-hmm. ever. As and you know that, you've done that yourself. Mm-hmm. Then it's financial freedom as well. So, you know, this perception that running your own business is gonna get you financially free, and then you end up paying your tax and you're like what the hell I'm just gonna go get a job why am I working for myself so there is and there's and there's also freedom of choice so to be able to do what you want in your business and that's something that Ket and I have spoken about a bit a fair bit is you know he he started off as his own brand personal name and then he went back to the enterprise lab part of business and now he's almost gone back full 360 Mm. and I feel like I sort of done that too like you know I set up with my own brand I've gone up to the EQ academy and and then the business evolves so you you want the freedom to evolve Mm. I think there's there's freedom in in lots of different things but I think he's absolutely right when he said go back to your why Mm. so what is that purpose for you yeah Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah it's really good The other thing that I really liked was, you know, getting out of your own way because in his story that he shared, you know, those two big pivotal points where he, you know, had to get out of his own way, I guess, but there's probably many more like the burnout where he then restructured everything and had this big, uh, so interesting that he, he metaphorically, well, and literally, I suppose, fired everyone. Yeah, yeah, but then rehired them all, which was a big <laughs> shake up. <laughs> and then his second one was, you know, having to stop because he had COVID and really having the time to think. Mm. The bit that reminded me of you actually when he was talking, and this was before the interview, because we spoke about it before the interview too, like a month ago, is how as a business owner, he feels that responsibility of everyone on his shoulders. And <sighs> 
And I was like, I even said to him, I'm like, oh my God, like this just reminds me of you because it, it is right. And I think as business owners, you know, I don't have staff, so I, I don't I don't really understand it yet. But I guess there is, right? I'm sure you feel that too, this burden of just being there and looking after everyone. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And sometimes resenting it because you can't just, can't really be yourself because you've got to be there for everyone else. You know, I haven't had kids as a conscious choice because I don't want that responsibility and yet I've created it through staff anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You've just got grown-up versions of it. You've just missed the nappy stage. (laughs) Yeah, thankfully. Like it's not to that extreme, you know, I say that jokingly, but there are some days when they don't take responsibility and mm. and they're adults and it's very difficult mm. yeah and then there's days where you go I'm sure you go you know what I just want to do my own thing and that's goes back to freedom right in a way I think if you, I think everyone I was saying to care afterwards I think everyone wants freedom in in some form or another it sort mm. of goes back to freedom freedom of being able to do what you want when you want to do it mm-hmm. yeah yeah And I love what you sort of said about the reinvention as well, bringing it back to that, how there's been those couple of changes for him and for you through your business. And and in some respects, that's happening for me as well. So um, TBA law is quite traditional, but moving into legally wise women and stopping to identify myself so much as that practicing lawyer and actually being big enough to hold space for far more and I loved what you said about it's not quitting. It's not not wanting to be that. It is this plus, plus, plus. Like it's mm. just opening up to be far more than being defined by a very narrow thing. Yeah. And the thing is you can't identify what you want if you don't stop either, you know. Mm. I find that, you know, if we don't actually just take a pause and go, where am I right now? You don't know where you want to be. And then you're in that constant state of doing, right? Constantly. Yep. And then before you know it, you look up a bit like what Kate had done. It's like, oh, okay, wow, this is where I am. And you know what? I don't really think I really want to be here or I think I've liked the person I am at the moment that, that's got me here. Mm. And then you have to take stock, but it, it takes something. It almost takes, it's a bit cliched, right? But it almost takes something big like that to happen for it to stop you it's like who was that lady we interviewed god i've forgotten the name now i've done so yes. many and it's so early Him. where she said yeah and she goes you know sometimes it's a voice or it can scream or it can halt you physically yes. Yes. but there is that nece- it is necessary to do that pause and go where am i yeah yes no kim says it's it's kim could, yeah a slap a whack or a mac that's like it if you, yeah, yeah if you didn't get it at the small things which I think you do people keep pushing through and not listening and then they get COVID (laughs) or they get cancer or they have someone have a serious serious breakdown or something Mm. exactly yeah Mm. yeah food for thought isn't it It really is very much so very much so yes that conversation with him was just fantastic it was really he dives straight into vulnerability and truth very quickly, which is just, again, shows the level of emotional intelligence and the work that he's done on himself. Mm. You know, the other thing that I really loved 
Mm. Really early on, he described himself as a husband and a father. And I think a lot of men don't put that in their bio. And a lot of women are always described as by whatever they're happening in their personal life, whether they want it or not. But he voluntarily does that. I think that's awesome. (laughs) It is. It is. You can't see it in there. I've got also this, you know, me and tattoos. He's got this beautiful tattoo of his wife on his arm. Ah, lovely. (laughs) It's stunning. We'll have to get a picture to show you. It's just beautiful. But yeah, it's just really, really beautiful, humble family man and just awesome awesome human to be around but it's funny we haven't met yet so it's uh because we we've only met when I left the UK <laughs> I have to like eventually meet this guy in person now <laughs> yeah 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 it's like so many people who have met during COVID like we only yeah meet each other online we none of us know how tall each other are because <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so funny you say that. I met this guy yesterday, actually, for for a client. We had to we've done like Zoom calls and we had a face to face meeting yesterday. And I looked at his LinkedIn profile just to go, who the hell am I meeting? Right, we're meeting in a coffee shop. And I just have this, and I thought he was really tall because he looked at his picture. When I met him, he was like a lot shorter than I was, and it was really bad because when I looked at him, I laughed. Oh no. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just really funny. It wasn't what I was expecting, and I was like what's funny and I'm like no no nothing nothing and it's just like oh my god I'm just laughing because you're so short (laughs) but I always do that like I've always done that where if I haven't met someone or I spoke on the phone I build up a picture of what they look like Mm -hmm. look nothing like what they are in my (laughs) (laughs) that's great that's fantastic um yeah it'd be really good if you could get a photo from Kat of that tat and we'll just pop it in the show notes yeah, I've, we're going to get Simba on. He's he's the cutest dog that Kate um, yes. got just before COVID. And he was actually sharing the story that he contacted the breeder because at, at the same time, there was another dog, a female dog. And he's like, I wonder where they are because it'd be really good for the dogs to have a play date if they're near where we live. Anyway, so the breeder's like, oh, yeah, here's the details. So they met. So Kate's dog's called Simba. And when they met, the other owners called their dog Nala. <laughs> <laughs> that's gorgeous <laughs> like now Simbra and Nala can have play dates I'm like that is so cute yeah that's gorgeous so yeah we'd love to hear people's feedback of of Ket but also you know feedback of having men on and yeah the story generally I mean there was so much to take from from that and everything we've spoken about as well so yeah please leave comments at iqmeetseq.com.au um, or contact us directly. Where's the best place for you, Ush? I am at eq.academy. Fantastic. And best to email me, Jackie at legallywisewomen.com.au. So there we are for another week. And coming to you next week with another mini bite. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, everyone. See you soon. Bye.